with a goal of receiving more understanding from you. Lord, we want our minds more renewed, deeper revelation, deeper light. There's different stages for all of us. And Lord, we just thank you that it is your desire that we come up, that we see, that we walk in the light, because you are in the light. And you want us to have unhindered, total fellowship with you. And so, Lord, we know we must come up. And so we thank you, Father, that tonight you will use your word to illuminate us, and the Holy Spirit is in us, upon us, and among us, and he will do his work in us. We thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Don't you just love talking to the Lord? <laughs> so we're, we're going to start with the scripture in Proverbs eighteen fourteen. I was reminded of that today again. Um, praise God. And this is the scripture that we had used a while back and we have continued to use. And from there, uh, we have um, proven the importance of a strong spirit. Um, the Lord desires for his people to be strong. And in fact, he tells us to be strong. You know, um, mindful of the scripture in, in Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So there's just something about the more you hang out with the Lord, the stronger you get. The more that you hang out, uh, you know, among strong brothers and sisters, the stronger you get. Amen? Um, I, I'm very thankful that the Lord hanged picked the men for me to marry <laughs> because I sure have become a lot stronger person. Um, in, in some areas that I, you know, in some areas I was strong, but in other areas I had not had an opportunity or a need to, you know. Um, but there's just something about marrying a military man. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're in the Ames regime. <laughs> and, you know, and I thank God for it. Anyway, let's go to Proverbs eighteen fourteen. We're going to read it in the Amplified. Um... The strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain or trouble, but a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? So there's a comparison, or just that, that one. There's a comparison here between a strong spirit and a weak and broken spirit. Um, some people think it's okay to have a broken spirit. No. Did you know it's not even good to have a broken will? 
God's not out to break you. Amen. There's a lot of broken people, and the anointing of the Lord is available to be able to make them whole. Amen. We tell you, the devil is out to break people. And sometimes difficulties, circumstances of life do that in people. You know? But the Lord has the, has the, 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 the recipe, <laughs> we could say, for us to have a strong spirit. Because as the strong spirit of a man is going to sustain him through every difficulty of life, through every stress, through every circumstance, amen, through every test, through every trial, the strong spirit of a man. So I, I wanted to uh, share with you some things, some notes that I've, you know, I take, I'm, a, I'm a note taker. <laughs> I have notes, notes sometimes of, of uh, things that the Lord shares with me in prayer or um, notes that I've taken, you know, from uh, throughout the years. Uh, but I believe, when I, I believe that these are some notes that I took out of Dr. Avery's uh, book. That book, um, the God Prescription, I brought it just so that I could. Uh, and, and, and of course, he was taught mainly by his pastor, uh, Dr., uh, excuse me, Bishop uh, Butler. And uh, he was a, uh, he is a Rema graduate. He went to Rema just a little before we did. Um, anyway, such a wonderful Caesar man of God. So these were things that where did he learn? Well, where did his pastor learn? You know, he learned from uh, Dad Hagen. And, and of course, the Holy Spirit has taught him so many things in being a neurosurgeon as he is. So look at this wisdom. It goes together with the Word of God. A weak spirit leads to a weak mind. Amen? And so he, let, let's go to Philippians 4, 7, also in the Amplified. A weak spirit leads to a weak mind. Now, see, the mind is, a, is very important. Amen. We need we need our minds. Um, um, some people confuse the mind and the brain. They're not the same thing. the The brain is the the physical organ, and the and the mind is part of your soul. Now the mind uses your brain. That that affects the whole body. Uh, so, so our, our, uh, the strong spirit of a man, as we read, you don't have to go back then, but the strong spirit of a man will affect your mind and in turn will affect your body. So I'm going to bring, uh, I want, my goal is to bring uh, scripture 
but I, but I'm going to say some things that are from uh, that that validate scripture, but may not be things that we have heard that way so much before. I don't know if you like that, but I do. Sometimes I like to hear some statements and then be able to recognize, okay, that 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 coincides with the Word of God. But it makes me think outside of my the, the perimeters that are familiar to me. You know, um, so so he was saying these. He learned that a weak spirit leads to a weak mind, because he, when he was going, see if I remember, when he was going to medical school, uh, he uh, was diagnosed with an uh, autoimmune uh, disease, and and he said that he knew that that was in response to. And he called it a massive emotional stressor, which was going through medical school. You know, we have somebody here that's gone through medical school. I was only pre-med. Those were fun years. <laughs> but the, the farther you go, you know, and even though you're enjoying it, uh, then there's, there's just so much. Oh, my goodness, the nights that you don't sleep. Uh, and nights in a row. Because I did it. I mean, I could function three nights without sleeping. After that, I'd sleep a whole whole day. <laughs> but anyway, um, he says in response to a massive emotional stressor, in his case was medical school, then uh, he, he was diagnosed uh, with an autoimmune disorder called sarcoidosis. Anyway... Let's look at Philippians 4, 7 in the Amplified. He said he learned to strengthen. And you see, he had heard that. He had heard that from a child in church. Thank God he had that in him to be able to do it. And, and he was set free through the Word of God. And he said, and praying in my heavenly language. And so uh, we strengthen the spirit of man. We're going to go, how do we strengthen the spirit of man? Uh, and these were my notes here, out of things I've learned and practiced throughout the years. Uh, we do it through filling up, filling ourselves up, giving attention to the word of God and praying in our heavenly language. By doing those two things, he was free from that autoimmune disease. You know there's a lot more autoimmune diseases that you hear about today? There's a lot more. Um, you know, just complications in the human body. And there's proof by, by many scientists, uh, medical doctors and psychiatrists and so forth, that, that it, it comes because of what people do with their minds. So we're going to, to see what do we have to our disposal as born-again Christians. You know, on top of that spear field, hungry for God, running after Him. Amen. We ought not to, 
to be. You, you, you know, we ought to be the ones that bring the healing to others. Amen? Because we have learned how to not let the stresses that affect people. You know, you think sometimes that, um, you know, you live a little bit and you, and you see that, how that um, people are healthy, you know, when, when they're young, then and they get a, a, to a certain age, you know, I was, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Let's go to Philippians 4, 7. I'll get there. I'll, I'll say what, what I meant to say, but in order. So this is an example. Because uh, as I was preparing these, I realized, what is our goal? What is the goal here? The goal is to change our perspective regarding the situations in life that bring difficulty or that bring stress. And we're going to change it through the word. Did I? I, I get a lot of people look at me. I mean, what did you say? Uh, so <laughs> let me say it again for those that just took a nap, right? <laughs> My son told me one time, Mom, I just took three naps while you were talking. <laughs> Aren't teenagers the best? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I thought you'd, for those of you that know him, I thought you'd get a kick. <laughs> Have you ever been told that by your kids? Oh, you said it before. <laughs> because you're a man, that's why. <laughs> Anyway, praise God. I thought that maybe I could get some compassion from him. <laughs> so, so, in other, so what I was saying is that what, what we want to accomplish, our goal here, you see, is to, we, we've talked about, and you're familiar with the scriptural phrase, the renewing of our minds. What is the, why is the renewing of our minds so necessary? It is so necessary because it changes our perspective. It changes the way that we see things, that we've, that, we've, that we've viewed the challenges of life. You see, because we view them now through the eyes of the Word, through the eyes of what the Word of God says we can do, through the eyes of what the Word of God says that we are in Him. Through the eyes of what he says, we have in him. You see. And, and, and so when we're there, then the enemy cannot torment us anymore. There's peace in our soul. There's peace in our mind. Amen. Like Isaiah 26, 3 says that I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind stayed on me. So, so, you know, we have the opportunity, we have the privilege to keep our mind on the Word of God. And it is not just a spiritual action, if I may say. If we would realize that spiritual act actions are the most practical actions that we can ever take. You see, because they serve us in, in our daily lives. If we will prepare ourselves, if we will um, 
submit our minds and our hearts to the Word of God on a daily basis, when difficulties come, we'll be prepared. You see. And so, um, you know, a difficult time can come. A difficult situation can come. But it will not drown you. It'll not kill you. It'll not um, cause you to backslide. And why, why uh, will it not do those things? Because you have a strong spirit. Maybe not as strong as you wish you had, but you had enough. And you didn't let go. And you dug deeper. And you came out stronger. Amen? And um, so that is what I meant by saying that our goal is to change our perspective. See, the way we see things. Remember that the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What is it that you think? Who was it that said, the one that says I can't and the one that says I can, they're both right. It's perspective. Amen? Um, and there are challenges, and we either are the people that want to accept one more challenge in life, or the ones that, that say, give me the mountain. I might be 80 like, like Caleb, but give me the mountain because I'm able to possess it. Amen? I appreciate something about my husband. When we go to, and you've said that for years, uh, just like I say things for you, <laughs> you know, when you've been married for a long time, you hear the same story several times um, at different points, but, but you act like it's the first time that you heard it, right? Because you love the person. And, and, you may want to say, I, I've heard that already, but no, you don't, because you like to hear the sound of his voice. <laughs> but anyway, whenever we're uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, especially, because, you know, we just came from Nashville. We realized Nashville was quite easy to drive. There's different, at least the area, out of the airport and then going and right? I thought, that's really easy. Um, but there's other areas of the U.S. where we've been that they're not as easy. And Nashville's big and, and growing, very growing. But anyway, whoever laid it out, laid it out nicely <laughs> for people like me. <laughs> but anyway, um, he said many times he'll talk about some relative that when they got to a certain age, they wouldn't drive at night anymore. And at certain age, I'm not talking 90 Okay, there's just certain things that perhaps when you get 90, you shouldn't do anymore, you know? I, even though none of us want to admit to it, you know? But I'm talking already 50. And 50 is young. 
hey, man, got a, got a choir here, <laughs> you know, and they would get to, to uh, 50 or 55, and they wouldn't want to be on the highway anymore or drive at night, you know. Uh, and you do realize that to do it here in Dodge or in Wichita is, no, is a piece of cake. <laughs> I'm not talking about us in Kansas, but I'm talking about people in the dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. It has grown a lot throughout the years. They've built a lot of uh, overpasses, you know. And, and so you start, uh, you, uh, uh, the point I'm making is that you start, you live in an in a, a atmosphere where fear is spoken. You're going to have a perspective of fear. Come in, and before you know it, in every area of your life, you know, and you just you can't do it. Right? That's that's the point that you were trying um, you were trying to make. So let's read Philippians 4, 7. This is, this is a wonderful scripture for us to, uh, to meditate and live by. It says, God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation. And remember what Pastor told us Sunday about the word salvation. All of the meanings of the word salvation. Whatever that you need there, safety, the keeping power of God, his, his um, healing, his guidance. I mean, everything is there and all that you have in Christ. Uh, so God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of his salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison, I like that, garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, you know, all that's in parentheses is, is good. It's a little longer. Let's read the rest again. And God's peace which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, this is the will of God concerning every one of us. For his peace, which transcends all understanding, to mount a guard, to garrison over our hearts and over our minds, both, in Christ Jesus. You and I, have the say to give permission to thoughts in our mind. Um, and, I, and at this point, because I'm seeing how the time is doing a trick on me again, <laughs> I, I want to, um, to tell you a, a few things. Um, you're, um, yeah, I'm going to tell you these. This actually, I got, a while back, I mean, some of you may have heard, I know there's some ministers well-known that follow him. Uh, why do I know it? Because Instagram tells you who, follow, 
followed somebody, and I follow some of these ministers, and they they follow him, <laughs> right? And so uh, I'm like that. I'm curious. Let's see, maybe somebody. <laughs> and, yep. uh, and so anyway, these men is a well-known psychiatrist has read uh, has read many uh, written rather many books. His name is Doctor Daniel Amen. Some of you may have heard of him, and he uh, he says many. Uh, to tell you the truth, I am not a hundred percent confident that he is a Christian. He well could be, uh, but he talks a, a lot about the brain uh, because he has helped a lot of people overcome many things. Uh, has had a very good practice for uh, for uh, several decades. And he says, your mind matters and how your body functions. Again, this has to do with the Word of God. The Word of God agrees with this. Your mind matters on how your body functions. I learned uh, uh, from him and others, and of course I learned it from the Word of God first. Um, that even when diseases all of a sudden seem to be diagnosed, they they have been, um, I guess the word that I could use, brooding already for years before, and it had everything to do with our thoughts. Um, some trauma, stresses, just like in the case of this good doctor was saying going through medical school, different people go through different stressors in life. Sometimes, you know, the death of a loved one. Sometimes you've been done wrong by somebody close to you. The drip, drip, drip of daily life, you know, Sometimes living with somebody that is that is hard to live with. Nobody here is hard to live with. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, critical. Uh, you know, people that are like that, they 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 carry um, baggage. I'm not putting them. Down. The Lord wants to heal all of that. You understand? The Lord wants to heal the baggage. The, Jesus is anointed to do that. Amen. That's why Jesus is the one that we need to have the one-on-one, -on -one, the eye-to-eye -eye encounters with him, heart-to-heart, -heart, every day. He's the lover of our souls. He's the healer, you know, of everything, emotional, physical, mental, you know. And you don't have to be embarrassed, and you don't have to be ashamed, and you don't have to try to cover yourself with leaves like Adam and Eve did, you know, because he already saw it. And and by the blood, by his bloodshed, already covered it, if you will receive it by faith. Amen? Uh, so, where was I? Um, 
I was somewhere, right? And, and we'll get back there. Um, so notice, notice this is something, and it's a little, it's worded a little bit different than what I originally uh, want to say to you. So I'm going to say these, and then I'm, I'm going to tell you what I learned, what we learned, and it ch and changed our lives from um, our spiritual father, uh, Brother Hagen. Uh, but anyway, this is from Dr. Daniel. Amen. It's the Word of God. It really has validation. It's validated by the Word of God, but it's expressed a little different. Thoughts create feelings. Feelings create behaviors. Behaviors create the outcome. The mo and he goes on to say, the most important foundational thing to get right is how you think. Oh, we're going to go to Scripture. <laughs> Amen. For those of you that may be a little lost with this, and you may think that it's too philosophical for you, too much like, like psychology. Huh? But it's the Word of God, and I'm going to prove it to you. Back and read that again. Yes, sir. Uh, thoughts create feelings. Feelings create behaviors. I mean, you, you've learned of actions and reactions, right? And behaviors create outcome. You see, we want good results. We want good success. Good success comes from meditation on the Word. I'm talking Bible to you. Not too long ago, I, you know, I, I, I preached about uh, Joshua 1.8. Amen? So we want good success. The Lord wants us to have good success in every area of our lives. He wants us to make good decisions. All of us want to make good decisions. Amen. Good decisions don't just... To make good decisions, you have to be wise. Wisdom comes from the Lord. Wisdom comes from the Word of God. Wisdom comes from thinking God's types of thoughts. You know, we're created in God's image, but we're not equal to God. which is, we're created able to think like he does. If we will accept his thoughts and not neglect them. But his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His way is higher than our ways. So we're always after making sure that our thoughts are his thoughts. Amen? So, so anyway... Let me go back um, to, be, to do what he said. Thoughts create feelings. That's why it's so important that our minds be renewed so that we can think correctly. Thoughts create feelings. Feelings create behaviors. You know, think about it. Why are you feeling the way you're feeling? And don't tell me that men don't feel because men feel too. <laughs> why are you feeling? What is the thought behind that feeling? 
If you want to have success, not be a person that acts according to your feelings, think, what is behind that feeling? What thought have I been thinking? What brought that feeling? Okay? And it's some kind of thought. And so thoughts create feelings. Feelings create behaviors. You will behave according to feelings that come from thoughts. And then the behaviors are going to create the outcome. So you think, how did this happen? How did I arrive here? Well, because of your behavior or your actions. Your actions that came from your feelings, that came from your thoughts. Amen? So we're, we're making it way where we live every day because that's, you know, what's, what, what is important. Um, and, but but he, he went on to say this, and I thought it was so good. Most important foundational thing, and that's what you wanted, I think. The most important foundational thing to get right is how you think. Get how you think right. Think right. Think correctly. You know what I liked about this man? He said, he said, I'm not a fan of positive thinking. In other words, he's not, you know, back, when was it, in the 70s or something, there was a lot of emphasis being put on positive thinking. And I remember at the beginning when we started the church, people would say, oh, yeah, you know, not any of you, but people that would visit and so on would say, would say oh, yeah, that's right. You, you know, you, I like it because you, you're talking about positive thinking. And I remember telling them, we're not talking about positive thinking. We're talking about thinking like God thinks. Amen. And so I like what this man says, he says, I'm not a fan, uh, and I'm quoting it, of positive thinking, but a fan of accurate thinking with a positive spin. That's what he calls it. Accurate thinking. I thought, that's think the accurate thinking is thinking God's thoughts. Thinking what he thinks about you. Thinking what he thinks about, not just about us, but about situations that we encounter. What does he think? What does he think about difficulties you encounter? What does he think about the responsibilities that, that you need to assume on a daily basis? You know, uh, what are the thoughts that you're going to have about others? You know, how would he think? So I like these. What we're after is accurate thinking. I like to call it correct thinking. Amen? And so, um, praise God, he says, he, I'm just going to tell you just a couple more things that I had of his notes today. I thought they were very good. 
He says, if you want to feel good, you have to think good. So simple. But we have lived these for years. Amen. There's too many, and I don't say that lightly. I have compassion. There's too many people, even in the body of Christ today, that cannot live without the help of medication because of because they're feeling down and depressed. Uh, and 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 before you know it, they're taking strong medicine. There is there and and. You know, of course, you're in pediatrics, but but you see that too because young people. I have a lot of kids. Lots. A lot of people I've seen on these crazy psychiatric medications. Yes. And I don't want to take over, but one of the things in the God prescription that Everett said that really resonated with me. Can you hear it, everybody? Is that no, I'm going to get it closer. Depression is caused by not praying in tongues enough. Oh yeah. And I believe that. Very good. Did you hear what he said? Um, did you hear? Did everyone say? Uh, you know, sometimes we think a, a pediatrician just takes care of the babies and little ones. But you're, you doctor them till they're 18. 22 now? It's always, it's always been. It's always been. Well, pardon me, I didn't know that. I thought it was just 18. Very good. I, don't shoot me now. <laughs> oh, don't throw rocks. But um, I think that the adult status should be it's, it's put on too early at 18. Now, don't take me wrong. I think that, that young people need to be given responsibilities. Uh, but sometimes they put out there a, a bit too early in life before they're given all that they need, you know. Anyway, that's another story uh, because there's a balance here, you know. And uh, I was actually hearing someone really wise that they were saying one of the worst things that you can do as a parent is do everything for your kids. Um, so let them... In other words, you know, I, I, I tell you the truth, my mother didn't get up and make breakfast for us. We made it ourselves. Once we got to a certain age, she'd be there having her time with the Lord. And my dad was one that would run outside with a banana. And, and, and he, he would meet me at the elevator. <laughs> And I was closing the door with a banana. Lydia, at least a banana. <laughs> because I would skip breakfast. Um, you know, when I was... Um, when I was in college. Anyway, there was no time for that. <laughs> so, but, but that's very good. Start letting them... Because to, to, um, to assume responsibility, it's important. Amen. Uh, anyway, that's another area of study. Uh, but uh, we were talking about how that there, there is a lot, and, and he was 
um, confirming it, um, not just in adults, but the amount of teenagers today, and even younger and younger um, children that are taking antidepressants. And then, you know, I was reading about the, the thousands of prescriptions that are being given uh, to people uh, of drugs that equal morphine, opioids. Not long ago, I had somebody that was attending and asked me to pray for them, and they, they just plain told me, I'm hooked to opioids. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly in English, am I? Yeah. And, and you know what? And you don't need to hear these, but I'm going to say it because I've started. Uh, but all of these that is being done, uh, and, and, and you, can, you can look up this Dr. Daniel, amen. He's one that will talk about it and others, uh, as well as others. You know, the legalizing of marijuana. What marijuana does to the brains of these young people, and a lot of that will lead to depression and to having to need the antidepressants. And, and it will affect their brain, it will damage their brain. And that's just marijuana, I imagine, all the others. Alcohol is the same thing. It'll damage the brain. So, you know, we're just, we're just aware of things, uh, areas in which the enemy is trying to hurt mankind. And, you know, and getting to the young people, getting to adults, and anyway, um, so I'm going to tell you one thing that I thought was very practical that this man said, because I like practical. And he said, learn to kill. Now, now you see, we learned these many years ago, but there are people at different levels of growth. And I didn't learn this acronym, but I think it's very good. He said, learn to kill the ants. The A and T's in your life. Automatic negative thoughts. Learn to kill the ants, the automatic negative thoughts. Amen. Learn to kill them. Don't allow them. That is, that is good. Amen. So now let's go to Romans 12 and we'll finish with that. Praise the Lord. I like something that uh, Dr. Avery was saying. Uh, your strong inner man uh, will dominate over your soul. And, and these are things that I have taught for years. But now I can quote a neurosurgeon <laughs> And a psychiatrist. <laughs> uh, isn't it good? That, you know, anything that is good and brilliant has come up, come out of the Word of God. 
Amen. If any good and if any person can have wisdom and and sound intelligent, they have received it from God. Amen. So he says, I build up my strength before stress comes my way. So that when it comes, I'm prepared. And you know, and he says that as a neurosurgeon, because he has he 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 has to perform very difficult, intricate surgeries. Life and death are in his hands. You know, and he he has he has many. Um, I've heard him uh, give testimonies of the importance of prayer in other tongues. Like what he was saying, uh, if you didn't hear what he said, is that if, if, if those young people could pray in other tongues, they would not need those antidepressants. You see, that's, that's why the devil is going to try to keep people from wanting to be filled with the Spirit. Or, or finding the need for it, you know. I just heard we were at this meeting with Dr. Uh, Jacobs, and he said, he reminded us again, and I've been thinking about it every day, pray in tongues until you think that you can't pray in tongues anymore. <laughs> in other words, if you think you pray in tongues a lot, pray some more. <laughs> Amen. So this, this world needs us. Uh, so he says, because of the, the situations he encounters, the, those difficult um, surgeries that he has to uh, perform uh, all the time, he says, I build up my strength before stress comes my way. You know, stress comes to all of us. It's not that it's a bad word, right? There's we call them challenges, Stress doesn't have to be a negative word all the time. You know, unless you just all the time just sit home praying and singing songs and doing laundry and fixing meals. And, but, you know, most of us have things that come up, you know, that, that uh, can, can bring a challenge. And so, and then, and then there are people that really have major ones. But you see, the Lord has strengthened them. Their capacity has grown so that now they can handle more. Amen? And, and all of us can be that way. All of us can stretch more with, with the ability of God with the strength of God. So let me finish that, uh, uh, that sentence that he said. I build up my strength before stress comes my way so that when it comes, I'm prepared. And he said, I prepare by spending quality time with God's word and praying in my heavenly language. Praise the Lord. Amen. I've learned... I've learned that myself. Whenever I know that something, you know, something's coming, not always do you know, but sometimes you do. And then, 
if you uh, do this on a regular basis, then when some things may come up that will surprise us, you can rely on the fact that it might have surprised you, but it didn't surprise the Lord. And he equipped you and strengthened you. And even if you don't feel fully equipped and strengthened, he will see you through. Amen? And he'll continue to, to, do, the, to do the work of strengthening. Uh, so now we will f finish with Romans 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. Um, I already gave you, and you can write it down if you want to code, Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, which is uh, that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways higher than our ways, remember? So we could say that the Bible contains God's thoughts. Amen? And I remember how that Brother Hagen emphasized this very much and uh, would tell us, uh, as he prepared us, he would say, after the new birth, after a person has experienced the new birth, there is nothing that is more important, that is more necessary, that is more urgent than to have your mind renewed and to pursue the renewing of the mind. Amen? So to be born again is wonderful. It's enough to go to heaven. But you know what? You, you don't want to live as a Christian here on earth, like, like somebody that has not been born again. But you will if your mind is not transformed by its renewing. Our minds need to continually be renewed. You don't get it renewed, and then you iron it really good and, and have it stay like that. You know what I mean? There's not a heavenly spray given to you that you renew it and then psh, and stays like that. No, you need the, the renewing of the mind, the exposure to the truth, the, continually the exposure to the light. You need to stay in the light. You see, that's why precious people that, that don't see themselves able to come to church on a weekly basis. I'm not, I'm not putting them down. We love them, we understand them, but precious people that don't see themselves because as you see yourself, that's what you're going to do. But those that don't see themselves regularly attending the Word, they're not exposing themselves to the light enough. Therefore, their minds are not being renewed as they could. And so they do not handle life the way that they could. You see, we can accept a certain level for ourselves. But why should we? But it's not going to be enough. Because God is always calling us to come up and continue to come up. Amen. Uh, so it's not a good idea to not to uh, uh, to stop 
the assembling of yourselves together. And I do realize that there's things that are important, that, you know, I'm not condemning anybody, but uh, uh, I, think, I think I've made myself clear. So Romans 12, we'll finish here. Um, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you, look at these, how critical that, that he makes it sound. And he sounds like what Brother Hagin would tell us. There's nothing more important after one is born again than to renew your mind. Uh, I beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligence, service, and spiritual worship. Verse 2 is mainly what I was going. Not that verse 1 was not important, but this was the message tonight. Do not be conformed to this world, this age. Don't be conformed to this age. Don't be conformed. To the, to the ways of thinking and reasoning and of viewing life that, that this age does. Fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire, I like the emphasis that the Amplified makes, it says the entire renewal of your mind. You're not going to get your mind entirely renewed overnight. You may want to, but it doesn't come by wishing. It comes by exposing yourself to the Word of God. <laughs> Amen? On a regular basis. Praise the Lord. And so, but don't be discouraged because every day you're going to make progress. And, and the more progress you make, the more you're going to want to make. And the more light you get, you'll have more light to get more. You know, honestly, to tell you the truth, you'll get to the point that to get more revelation is going to become easier. It's going to be the most fun thing that you've ever done. You know, that you're, you're going to notice, oh, wow, I'm getting it so much easier now. So much better. Uh, because Jesus said that he said that to him who has more will be given. There was nothing communistic about Jesus. He, in fact, anyway, I won't get there. That'll be another day. Um, but but it's for the one who wants it and goes after it. Amen? And so, uh, now, he, he's not a respecter of person. That's for sure. His blood is for all. Amen? But he does not divide equally. He expects faith. And faithfulness. Amen. I'm so glad it didn't go quiet in, 
in this church when I said that. <laughs> Amen. I know we're all of the, you, you know that um, you, you have scripture that's going through your mind. That's validating what I'm telling you. So it says, the entire renewal of your mind by its new ideals and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me finish with this because I only have one minute. If your confession is wrong, in other words, what is coming out, the words that are coming out of your mouth are wrong. The reason for that is that you're believing wrong. Okay? So it's always good to know that because that means and you've heard me, those of you that have known me, for years you heard me say that. Uh, I, I'll say to myself, okay, let's get back to the drawing board. <laughs> we have to go to the root. Amen? You're not going to be able to fix what comes out of your mouth until you fix what your mind thinks. He, he taught us, if your confession... Is wrong. Let me see if I can find it, because I've opened it here to read it just like he says it. Um, if our confession is wrong, it's because our believing is wrong. If our believing is wrong, it's because our thinking is wrong. And if our thinking is wrong, it's because our mind has not yet been renewed with the Word of God. So you see, we go to the root. We go to the first things first. The desire to not be conformed to this world, but to have your mind transformed by the renewing, the renewing of your mind. That is accepting God's thoughts. That is taking scripture. And this is what scripture says about me then that is what I think. It, and you just have to, you know, for every challenge, we were talking about this this morning because we, before the prayer we were um, looking at some scriptures and on the anointing. And we were talking about this, there is a, an anointing for every yoke. Because the anointing of God is yoke destroying, is burden removing. So there's, there's an anointing, there's a word of God. In fact, more than just one word, even though it's true that just one word, one word will get it done if you get the revelation. But, but there's more. There's, there's at, least, at least for everything that you can think of, you, you can find... A minimum of three, if not more. You know, sometimes the list gets really long. Uh, so, so whatever challenge, find scripture. Stay there. Amen. You, we are hung by our tongue. 
Remember? I've uh, been reading this book by uh, Joan Osteen. They redid it and changed the title, but the original was There's a Miracle in Your Mouth. He would preach about that. John Osteen. He went on to be with the Lord already a few decades ago. But his wife still looks just as young as she ever did. And she was healed of uh, uh, metastatic uh, liver cancer. Uh, anyway, praise God. There's a miracle in your mouth. If your mouth is, you know, feels like you just put big shoe inside of it, uh, <laughs> then go to the root. Well, okay, let's go back to the Word of God. Let me, let me get my mind renewed. Because if I get my mind renewed, I'm going to get my thinking right. Then my believing is going to be right. Then what comes out of my mouth will be right. Amen. So praise God. I'm going to finish here tonight. I hope you got at least something that you could take with you. Amen. The Lord is good. He helps us all the time. Amen. Our thoughts are important. Your thoughts are important. Remember about the ants. Did you, did you uh, catch that? Amen. Those automatic negative thoughts. Don't allow them. Amen. I'll say no. Nope. And you'll get to the point. You will, they won't come to you anymore. Yeah. You can live totally free of ants in your head. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. May you have an ant-free <laughs> night and, and week till we see you again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Have a good evening. <laughs>